0: I'm Steven Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinus. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinus. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Steven Adams. I'm not miffed and peed.
1: I am down to dunk. Yo, this PG and I'm down to dunk.
0: Welcome to Down to Dunk. My name is Andrew Schleck. We are part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, and featured on Dash Radio at five o'clock Central Time. With me today is Good What's up? Good morning. Good morning. The Thunder beat the Orlando Magic. They did. I really thought they would not.
1: <laughs> Before the game or during the game?
0: Before the game. Really? Yeah. Before the game, I just thought, yeah, they're gonna. And then when you heard that Steven Adams and Terrence Ferguson are out, you're like, yeah, you know, this is an easy one to justify after the game when you're in the locker room. You can say it didn't bring the necessary energy, missing two starters, you know, whatever, lost the game. But they, they played really well. Really, Russell Westbrook played a great game last night from start to finish. Paul George had a ridiculous first half where you thought that he could go for at least 50, and you tweeted about it, and you've just ruined the whole thing. Uh, I tried to be so vague. I didn't want to
1: ruin it. You can't even be vague, man. You just have to keep that stuff inside. You know uh uh, Michael Cage was actually talking about that. I don't know yeah. if you were listening to but he was like, You know, when stuff like this happens, you just don't look at them. Just act like everything's normal. And of course, I had to go and screw it up. Right. <laughs> Did not pa- listen to him. Michael Cage, on
0: maybe four consecutive possessions, um, called Jonathan Isaac Mobamba. Oh, really? Which was very, <laughs> very entertaining. Uh, Jeremy Grant. I played 42 <laughs> minutes last night. He was he was awesome. Uh, Paul George, like I said, and then Dennis Schroeder just finished the game. He had 18 points in the second half. Uh, he was on fire at the end of that game. Uh, to the point where I was... Th- when I was watching the game, I was thinking that they were having like replays of Schroeder back up there. But it was actually different plays. Uh, he was really great. And I thought last night, like the... You could see the camaraderie of the team on the court uh pretty blatantly, and they were just have like they're having a lot of fun playing. And that was it was just cool to see. You know, their their hot three-point shooting continues. They're nine of twenty-one. They didn't take a ton. That's not a, a lot of attempts. Um, but they hit them. And the guys yeah, the, the guys that should take them were taking them. So I mean, yeah.
1: The the camaraderie thing, one of the th- things that I noticed was when all the team started doing the euro step like yeah. mimicking <laughs> right. russ yeah one of the one of the the first guy to do it was Schroeder, yeah. which i was excited about i was like oh dennis is happy and this was <laughs> before he like blew up in the fourth yeah listen to this so i i'd kind of been feeling this um but i hadn't actually looked up the stats of what dennis Schroeder's splits have been in the first half versus the second half in oh, recent games i'm sure it's insane yeah it is so in 14 games in january He's shooting 32.9% in the first half of games, and he's shooting 47.9% in the second half. It's so weird. It's really weird, and I don't know how to explain it, but it's kind of cool. I mean, last night was ridiculous because that game was getting ugly, especially after that third quarter. They get out to the big lead. You're like, all right, we're just coasting from here. And then they went on like it all a 20, falls
0: apart. 25 to five run, I think. Yeah. And <laughs> you were just like, OK, here's here's where here's where the story lies in this game is that the Thunder just just completely wet the bed in the second half thinking doing the same kind of thing that they were doing when they won only like one one out of five games or whatever a couple of weeks ago where they're just they just kind of show up and think like we're better than this team. You know, like they are like obviously they're better than the magic but when you kind of play with that attitude uh, things don't go well. Yeah, the Thunder won the game last night because they shot 53.8% from the field. They won the game because they played a really good offensive game and I thought Russell Westbrook was a huge catalyst for it.
1: Yeah, and cuz you look at the Magic, they took 11 more shots than OKC overall. <laughs> they also took 20 more threes. They shot 41 threes last night to OKC's 21 attempts. Yeah. However, despite all that, Andrew, how many of those 41 attempts do you think were corner three attempts? Oh, I have no idea. Four. Wow. Pretty good.
0: That is pretty good. That's yeah. that's that's really bad for the <laughs> magic. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's really sad. What do you but think yeah, w- about Vucevic being an all star? Like everybody's just everybody's very much okay with this. I don't know that I'm okay with it. I just don't. Yeah,
1: I, I, I don't like it. Um, and I'll tell you why. And it's because my opinion on the all-star game has been changing. And part of that is just the influence of the fan vote and just the way we cover it now. It's much more of like just the way we cover it is more entertaining and it's all about entertainment. Now we have this draft with the players. I don't think we should be taking it as seriously as we may have in the past. Yeah. I I like the idea of like using all NBA for future talk. Like when all these players are retired and we're looking back at their career, I think all NBA should mean more. And with that in mind, I think the all-star game should be more about fun and should be more about entertainment. And so when I'm looking at like who I want to be in that game, Vucevic on this 20 win magic team, like who cares? Like it's great that he's having a nice season, but honestly I'd rather see someone like Dwayne Wade who I, I know like, probably doesn't deserve it on the merits of this season but if it's if we're if the all-star game's just going to be this fun thing then i'd rather just have fun players in it yeah i don't really care about like honoring vucevic's a magical <laughs> first half of the season for the 20 win magic like who cares <laughs> right
0: if the magic were like around 500 yes reward the man
1: right but, yeah
0: but they're 11 games below 500 like i just don't I don't like giving guys like why don't we give John Collins the spot? Like he's been awesome yeah. he's been awesome and he would be super fun. And I don't his stats probably aren't as good, but he's had a great season. Like I'd rather see John Collins in. If we're gonna put a bad pl- a bad team guy in here, because I mean like who's making it from like the bottom tier in the Western Conference? Like I'm like maybe Luca makes it.
1: But yeah, he would be
0: the lowest. But there's still only five games below five hundred. I mean that's where like the East is still really bad. I mean so bad. (laughs) I mean there are two teams like the Heat are at five hundred and they're the seventh seed. I mean that's (laughs) I mean that's so bad, Uh, and you have you know the Lakers that are a game above five hundred and are nine, and you have Sacramento that's at five hundred they're ten. I mean the the East is still super bad, and the Orlando Magic are still a bad part of it. I don't I don't like putting Vucevic in there. I know that people just pencil him in now because Zach Lowe said that he has him as an All Star, but I just I don't like it. I don't like the idea of it. I don't think he's a very fun player, and
1: I don't like rewarding guys that are putting up empty stats on a bad team. You know what else I don't like though? Uh, I don't like the the Chris Middleton push either. And this is coming from someone who has him on my fantasy team. He hasn't yeah. been that good. He's been fine. Yeah, he's been fine. He has not had an all star season. No, but, but every, I don't like this idea that we feel compelled to like. Oh well, the Bucks have to have two players because they're the first. They're the first seed. Like you know, I don't like that. Where like people are freaking out. Like, well, what if we had Embiid? Butler and Simmons all from the Sixers like well all those guys are pretty fun to watch they're all really entertaining it's the all-star game who cares
0: and the those three are the only reason that the Sixers are any good at all right and Milwaukee like they have they have a, a they have Giannis and they have a team of like pretty good guys yeah and so there's there's more there's one all-star and the Sixers have three like they're just getting it done in a different way I should be fine I mean, put. It, I mean, I know people are like they want to punish Jimmy Butler for for being a butthead to everybody. Dude, the dude's really good, <laughs> and I would, I'd put him in because he's more. It, the league is more has been and is more fun with Jimmy Butler involved. Like everyone has yeah, to admit sure. that. Um, anyways, I don't know how we got off on the All Star <laughs> conversation. Yeah, me neither. But the Thunder beat. Uh, they. Oh, we 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 didn't even talk about this. Alex Sabrinas played minutes last night. He played six minutes. He hit a three. He's back.
1: He's back. He hit a three. And he's so skinny. And his hair looks long. I feel like his hair has gotten longer. I know. It's it's weird. It feels awkward. It feels He's going through his emo phase. He is. He, he, emo Alex. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: and uh, I thought that Diallo played fine in his 17 minutes. He was a plus seven overall. Uh, I thought that one of his shots was a three. Apparently it wasn't. It's a deep two uh but he was he was he played fine in his 17 minutes and I thought that Nerlens Noel so well was awesome he had 12 points seven boards uh an assist to steal and five blocks
1: yeah Noel is great and some of those uh role man plays like there's one right at the beginning of the game where he passed it to Westbrook and Westbrook immediately passed it back yeah for the dunk there were so many plays like that he's just so good in the paint um I I love Noel Noel Yeah, I'm sad that he's going to be gone next season.
0: He's awesome. Uh, I'm I'm glad they they have him for the playoffs. I don't. That's where I'm. Just like a lot of people are wanting to like get another big on the Thunder. I'm just like, why? Like, what are we? What are we doing? Yeah. Unless we think that they're like, I guess just in case of injury. But like, Noel's super good. Like he can play 34 minutes in a pinch. I mean, he didn't know he was going to play 34 minutes until a couple hours before the game came in, played really well. And I kind of like Steven getting some rest because if it was a playoff game or a game they really needed to win, I think Steven probably plays. But I think giving rest to a guy that gets beat up on a nightly basis is, is a good thing. And I'm not sure about the Ferguson thing.
1: I'm, I'm sure he really does have back spasms, but hopefully he's fine. And we should get- probably talk about uh, about rest a little more because uh, Mikey was talking about this on Twitter, but that – game last night really is like the the ideal version of Westbrook going forward like thinking about this big contract coming up he's going to be here for the next couple years what would be like the ideal version of Westbrook going forward? that's probably it he took 12 shots he only took two threes he obviously was amazing in terms of passing he had 14 assists he had 14 rebounds like that that really was a nice game from Westbrook and he got to the line 12 times yep which I brought this up in a previous pod, but so now he's had nine games this season with double digit free throw attempts. Five of those have been in January. So he's starting. He seems to be rounding into form.
0: He's definitely rounding into form. A, a, a really nice form for Russell. <laughs> Beautiful form. <laughs> he He's, he's really good. And I, I, I think the 12 shots is a huge thing And I know like, it looks a little bit different because he got to the line so many times and got fouled so much. Um, But if he can play with that aggression and then the game management on the other side where he had 14 assists, I thought that he was, I just thought that he controlled the game so well. He was a part of the, of the uh, 25 to five run that the, uh, the magic had. Uh, But overall I thought that he had, like you said, and I, that's an ideal Westbrook game. He takes 12 shots. He gets to the free throw line, a bunch he ends up with the triple double. Like the Thunder, he, need, the Thunder needed him to rebound last night because nobody else showed up on on the boards. But I thought that he was just he he was awesome. He was to me he was the Paul George had the best first half, and Schroeder had a great second half. But I thought that he was the best player on the court for the night.
1: And even with you know he's in somewhat of a limited role compared to where he was like in his MVP season, he still has like those highlight plays. Like he can still yeah. have. The plays where you're like, ah, that's Russ. Like when he's (laughs) replaying his own play, which (laughs) that would that that might be like the most disrespectful thing he does. I think that's worse than rocking (laughs) the baby because he just doesn't stop. He just keeps doing it. It's hilarious. He's awesome. Uh, And then yeah, oh, I just wanted uh, a quick thing on Paul George. This was something that uh, at JPOSU brought up on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Paul George is having the so last night he had what he had 37 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, zero turnovers. Wow. And something that hasn't been talked a lot in this MVP season for PG is his turnovers. So last year was the lowest turnover percentage of his career, so 12.2%. This year, it's all the way down to 10.2%. And like turnover percentage isn't oh like a huge range. So the fact that it dropped by 2 whole percentage points this season is pretty significant, which just speaks to the fact, and this is what JPOSU said on Twitter, was that his handle has gotten significantly better.
0: Yeah. I mean and last year it wasn't that to me it wasn't that his handle was bad, is that he would have like two or three dumb turnovers every game. Like just throwing the ball away or like trying to get too fancy. It felt like that every game where you can just like count those up. Uh, but this season it's not so much. He looks he's just better. Like he's just a much better player than he was last season. And like, we thought, you know, we're going to get PG back and we're going to have the PG that we had last year. And like, that's a really good player, but like he's a, and I've, I've been kind of pumping the brakes on him as an MVP candidate. I don't think you need to anymore. I think he is like he, if he can play like this, he is a legitimate MVP candidate. And he was the best player on the floor against Giannis He's been the best player on the. He's the best player on the floor when they played in Philly. Like he's showing it, not just against teams like the Magic, but he's showing he showed it against the team that has the best record in the NBA. That he was the best player on the court, and I just yeah. think that he he's he's a legitimate MVP candidate. I mean, he is top
1: whatever. I don't care if top five. And Bill Bill his, Simmons said he has him third right now, which is pretty nice. And that's, I think that's legit. I think that yeah. he actually has a chance
0: to win the MVP, depending on what happens with the Rockets down the stretch. And we'll, we will talk about them later today. Um, I, I just, I don't know how good that Rockets team is. I think that they're, we saw a little shine come off of the Rockets last night. Wait. Hold on, buddy. <coughs> uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> we saw a little bit of shine come off the Rockets last night, and I don't know if that stuff will continue. I think that it's there's a lot of interesting things with the Rockets. But if the Thunder can continue to win, they won six in a row, they have the second longest winning streak um in the NBA. If they can continue to win and Paul George looks like the best player on the floor, he's gonna have a shot. He just will. And if Russell will continue to take a back seat like this and facilitate, rebound, you know, do his thing and then let Paul George shine, uh, I I think that he he there's I mean there's not a zero chance that he wins it. And he may come second or third by the end of the season. Uh, but that's a huge
1: accomplishment for him, uh, comparing like last season to this season. And so, looking at their next couple games, so they're going to play at Miami on Friday. Yeah. Then they've had the big game on Sunday at Boston. That's a huge game. Very, very big. And then they get two nice home games Orlando and Memphis. Yeah. You would think. Oh my gosh, Memphis <laughs> is so bad. Did you watch Did you watch the end of that Memphis game the other night? No, are you talking about the one where they blew like a 25-point oh lead very quickly?
0: Oh, slow-mo. Slow-mo is so sad. If you have a chance to go YouTube <laughs> it, it is so sad. Slow-mo is it's the very end of the game. They're down by, I think they're down by one or two. He's standing in the lane. No one is guarding him. Barely anybody on the court's looking at him. And he has the ball by himself standing in the middle of the paint. And he stands there for just five or six seconds, is looking around, trying to pass it. Then he eventually takes a jumper that is just as flat. It's like just like a ruler just being thrown at the rim and it just bounces back. He gets it back, shoots it again, misses, grabs the rebound, steps out of bounds, throws the ball up over the backboard, swishes in. (laughs) <laughs> but then it doesn't count because he stepped out of bounds. <laughs> he missed like these two little bunny shots that were just I mean as wide open as you could be and you could just he just nervous them right out of right out of the goal. It was so sad. That that Memphis team is getting
1: really sad. And that will be interesting because I think that game is like the day before the trade deadline. Is the trade deadline the 7th? It is. Okay. Because then the very next game, so you have that big game this weekend at Boston. And then the following weekend, you have another huge game at Houston. Yeah. So there's some fun ones coming up. That's a really big one. Yeah, the Thunder, it'd be great if the Thunder could
0: show the improvement that they've made from Christmas to now. Because they're
1: just a better team. They've been a much better team since. Oh, yeah. That Memphis game is on the trade deadline day. Ooh! So it's they, the night of the trade deadline. So if something big happens, it could be a skeleton crew. They they could be playing like six players. On yeah. Memphis. Oh, uh,
0: you know what's not a skeleton crew? I don't know. This is not a good. <laughs> it's it's the mule. uh the mule is a gourmet grilled cheese restaurant in the plaza district near downtown oklahoma city really if you're just looking for a place to go even just have an appetizer they have poutine which is their french fries with gravy or like cheese fries with gravy uh and it's just it's so good you can also get their fried cheese curds And you can grab a beer there. They have a ton of local beers. They have good cocktails. They have a great bar, a great place to hang out. And obviously, stay for dinner and get yourself one of their delicious gourmet grilled cheese. I love the Macaroni Pony. It has macaroni, cheese, and barbecue pulled pork on the sandwich. Uh, It's just absolutely delicious. Uh, Support the people that support Down to Dunk and go eat at The Mule. Uh, okay, Alex, it's time for some trade calls. Ooh,
1: wonder what we'll be talking about.
0: <laughs> are you Are you ready for this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, let me pull these up. Do you want to start with... Uh, let's just talk about some Thunder trades.
1: Okay, we'll hash them out.
0: And then we'll, and then we'll uh, devote some energy to uh, some, some Anthony Davis trades. So I just... I don't know that the Thunder need to make a deal... I know a lot of it's just fun to it's fun to trade and it's fun to have a trade and bring in new guys and have the possibility of being better. Uh, I don't know that the Thunder need to, and I don't know that you want to uh, make a trade this trade deadline. I think they might be better off just sticking with what they have, hopefully getting Dre back, hopefully getting Alex Abrinas back to a level where he can play consistently. And I think that just alone with Abrinas, I think is a big upgrade over what they've had. Um, but, obviously, you could make a trade. What do you think about Terrence Ross of the Magic? He's a guy that comes up in trade talks a lot um, for the Thunder and other teams. He's on an expiring contract, $10.5 million. Would you be willing to deal a Hamadou
1: Diallo for a few months of Terrence Ross? No. And that, that's where all most of these trades fall apart for me. Mm-hmm that you you probably have to give up at the bare minimum Hamadou Diallo to get anything worth it in return. Yeah. And I just I don't know like is Terrence Ross really changing the ceiling of this team? I don't know. It'd be nice to have some extra depth. It'd be nice to have another shooter. I agree with all of that, but I just don't know if it's worth giving up Hamadou Diallo for cuz you wouldn't have you would have to give up more than that. So now you're you're cutting into your own depth. Right, um, you would have to you would have to give up like uh, okay. Patrick Patterson and
0: I mean the filler. Okay, so there's two ways that you can have filler for this team. One is you deal Andre Robertson, he right, ten million. So you could do Dre and Diallo for Terrence Ross, like that. You could do that straight up, and I would say no to that. I would
1: say no. You could do what's a, the other way? Then Abrinas and Patterson. Obviously, we've heard it all, yeah. all season. And I, I, you know, I mean, it's hard to say that those guys are major key pieces of our depth because mm-hmm. Ab- Abrinas hasn't really played and Diallo is probably not going to be playing in the playoffs. So it's really just talking about Patterson. But I honestly would just rather have those three guys than bringing in Terrence Ross for a like three month flyer.
0: What about Andre and a second round pick straight
1: up? Who Terrence Ross? I I, st- I still probably say no, um, but I do have like legit concerns about if Andre is ever going to play for this team again. I just haven't heard anything good in so long.
0: <laughs> I think he'll play. I'm, yeah. But I'm just generally optimistic about everything. So that's true. Um, OK. Nicole Miritich, I think, is, is super interesting
1: in a lot of ways. <laughs> Okay, he was until I listened to Sam Bisini's podcast. Did you see? Did you listen to their His trade made idea? up trade? Yeah, it's a tar- Jeremy Grant, Jeremy Grant, and a pick. Yeah, get out of my face with that. Jeez, that's a bad
0: trade. That would be a Ugh. really bad trade for the Thunder. And they
1: that were would. talking about it like it was like, oh yeah, that that might work. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's Ugh. that's dumb. That's get dumb. out of here. No, get out of my face with that. Uh, what about would you deal Dre and Alex for? And a second round pick for Miritich.
1: Dre and Alex. So Miritich would probably be... Would you start him? Because I think you could make the case, but I I would rather keep the starting five as it is. Yeah. So then you'd just be taking Patterson's role, essentially, who would still be on the team in this scenario. I don't know. Another guy, totally get the fit, totally would be excited if he was on the team. I would talk myself into most of these trades. But as it stands right now, I really just think they should stay Pat. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I get all, all of these guys. They all make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, there are definite targets for this team. But I don't think – well, first of all, I think the the Pelicans could probably do better than that. Yeah, I maybe. Do, I, I do think there are teams that would love Miritich. Yeah. And he would, he would make a lot of sense. Like Utah would be a team Yeah, that I think would be really fun. Um, I forgot. There was just a team I was thinking about that would be perfect for him. Oh, the the Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I would they love could, him on Portland. They could really use him. And I feel like they're the kind of team who'd be willing to throw out a late first-round pick this year. Yeah, to yeah, get That's him. true. So I I just don't think we would have enough for any of these guys. But I I totally get why they're targets. Yeah, I would love to have Miritic.
0: Uh, Hamadou and Cap Filler for Wesley Matthews no no. Uh, Alex Sabrinas and Hamadou Diallo for Jonathan Simmons no yeah. uh, Alex Sabrinas
1: TLC and a second round pick for Jermichael Green <laughs> okay and he would, he would kind of be the new 2-pat I guess you could do 2-pat TLC in a second yeah I don't know why they'd do that though at some get point the pick. he's expiring yeah. oh he is expiring mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah i mean maybe something like that i'd be interested uh abrinas and robertson for kent baysmore no okay uh
0: just trying uh tlc hamadou diallo second round pick for Torian prince
1: yeah so i'm, I'm i'd be more willing to do something for Torian prince um in terms of giving up a little bit more because he is still a really young player And he has that three and D potential. He's a nice size wing, but I think they're going to be able to get more for him than what we could offer. If they really do want to trade him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I just, I mean, he, he didn't hardly play the other night whenever the thunder lost to the Hawks.
1: That's because he's coming back. He's come back from injury. Give him a break.
0: Yeah. Uh, this one is maybe the most interesting one to me. Alex Abrinas and a
1: second round pick for Rodney Hood. Alex Abrinas and a second round pick for Rodney Hood. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would I would strongly consider that. I would straight up do it. That that that'd be pretty fun because it's a flyer anyways. Because it's not like we can count on Abrinas right now. Yeah. So you're just bringing in another flyer and he's he's bigger and yeah. he has some pedigree he can score so, yeah yeah
0: he can really score he can come so in com- and change a game
1: coming off the bench i i would like that
0: uh same deal but for Wayne Ellington
1: uh bruh. <laughs> bruh. Bruh. <laughs> yeah uh I, I is he he's he's signed up long term too isn't he
0: um at yeah. least for a couple years. Yeah, I think he's got another year left. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I'm not huge on Wayne Ellington.
1: He didn't even eh. play. He didn't even play for the Heat. Uh, it's because they're so deep, Andrew. Oh, they got to get minutes for Dion.
0: They've got incredible depth. It's just, it's just awesome. They're so good. Um, Rodney Magruder. Ra- Raymond Felton, in a second round pick
1: for Rodney Magruder. Oh, Ellington is expiring, by the way. Oh, uh, okay. No. No thanks, I'm a Gruder. Yeah, he's out of the
0: rotation too. Um, Alex Abreu, Patrick Patterson, Hamadou Diallo for Kelly Olenek.
1: No, I don't like that. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's all I got. I think it's going to be a quiet, quiet deadline. Very quiet, unless, as people are saying, Stephen Adams and Terrence Ferguson were both sitting last night, Andrew. They I were both at that. Maybe. They, they were sitting.
0: <laughs> that's a fact. Oh, Andrew!
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: no. What does that mean? It means they're hurt.
1: Well, maybe, maybe <laughs> their feelings are hurt because they just got traded.
0: Everybody, cut this out right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, it would be would it be cool? Certainly, would it be? cool yeah. If that was the trade for Anthony Davis, like, yeah, we would That'd all be, be su- we would all be super jacked. That would be
1: awesome. Uh, uh, I guarantee you, some people would not be jacked. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. That is true. But the way I look at it is we have this team for three for three seasons guaranteed. Yeah. With PG. If I told you that I could guarantee you in two of those playoffs, you get to have Anthony Davis like two out of those three years. You could have Anthony Davis. Like, let's say they just kept him and then he walked next year. I would still do it.
0: You don't have to sell me on trading for Anthony Davis. And Are not, you sure? And not because I'll do it. Not having to give up Russell Westbrook <laughs> or Paul George. Like, I'm willing to do it, Andrew. Like you have to do that. You have yeah. to. You don't. If if that is a trade that they're willing to accept, you have to do it. I'm sorry. Like I love Stephen Adams as a person, as a player, everything. He's awesome. But if you can trade him, and I like Terrence Ferguson a lot. And I think he's gonna be an awesome player. If you can trade those two and get back Anthony Davis, you have the chance to win the title today. Like I'm that team can compete with Golden State. Like there's no question in my mind. I don't care who the other players are. And you get if you get to keep Jeremy Grant, like give me a break. Like they're like that team can win the title. Yeah. <sighs> uh, but it's well, not gonna happen. So <laughs> everybody I'm gonna to chill out. Uh, Okay. We're going to do some trade calls for Anthony Davis. Speaking of Anthony Davis. Woo! 80! Uh, I listened to... I I drove to Tulsa yesterday and listened to a ridiculous amount of Anthony Davis trade content. And uh, there's some interesting stuff. There's some interesting stuff out there. Um, Alex is going to play the part of Dell Demps. Dale! (laughs) I will be um, various uh nba gms and uh here we go uh ring 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 ring
1: hello this is dale damps I'm, I'm so scared right now the walls are closing in like that scene in star wars with the trash i'm in a trash can and i can't get out it's steve mills from the next hi, st- hey. hi
0: steve I'm so sorry for your troubles hi um, steve Hi, um, I have an interesting trade offer for you.
1: I'm sure you do.
0: Um, we'll we'll give you um, N. S. Cantor oh. um, Chris Taps Porzingis, Kevin okay. no- Kevin Knox, and our unprotected first round pick for Anthony Woo! Davis, and Kenrich Williams. What? And Kenrich
1: oh. Williams. Okay, I actually know who that player is. Did because you listen to last night's game? Yeah,
0: same. Because <laughs> no one on the broadcast knew who he was. <laughs> they just kept saying, Oh, and the young kid, uh, oh, Williams. <laughs> no one knew who he was. It was so funny.
1: So, you know, I, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts too. I actually I haven't heard that specific Knicks trade. Uh I kind of like that one more than what I've heard. Yo, if you're the Knicks, like why are you holding back assets? <sighs> I don't know, especially you would have to assume if they were that aggressive with getting Anthony Davis, that means they know they're getting KD.
0: You could so probably get point, KD or Kyrie it. Irving. If you have Anthony yeah. Davis in New York city, like, are you give me a break? Like you can go get somebody. You can at and, least, you can at least probably get Kemba. And then you have Kemba, Anthony Davis, and you could fill in the gaps. Like that's a really good team in the Eastern conference. A really good team.
1: Yeah, I agree. And one thing that's been bothering me about all of this Anthony Davis talk is people keep uh, focusing on the fact that, like, well, you got to get back somebody who's going to put butts in seats as if, like, Jason Tatum is going to suddenly make people want to come out and watch basketball in New Orleans. He won't. Like, the only player, the only asset that I think they could trade for would be if they got the number one pick and got Zion. Agreed. He's the only person who I think could actually – like revitalize their franchise in terms of like fan interest because i'm interested in watching this guy right now and he's you know still a college player whereas i like yeah i recognize that jason tatum's a great asset he's a great young player but i have really very little interest in watching him yeah yeah he's
0: not exciting he's really good but not exciting uh okay ring ring ring
1: ring 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 oh hello this is dale Damps, laugh is a Dark tunnel full of nasty little creatures lurking in the shadows.
0: How can I help you? Ernie Ar- Gronfeld? Hi, Ernie. From the Wizards. From the Zards. Have an interesting trade package for you. What do you got? Uh, Bradley Beal and Troy Brown Ooh. Jr.
1: for Anthony Davis. Yeah. Sign me up. I would... Bradley Beal maybe isn't he's not putting butts in seats but I think he's a, would be a great player especially he'd be playing next to Drew Holiday yeah I mean if they really do just want to tread water and they're freaked out about truly bottoming out that would be the trade that makes the most sense to me from the Pelicans side yeah yeah
0: I think that's a good one there's another one coming up that's similar okay um, that I think would be probably even a little bit better Oh, um, okay. Uh ring, ringing, ring.
1: Oh, I, sorry. Just let me turn that down real quick. I'm sorry. I I, I can't find the volume. <laughs> but why don't we just listen a bit?
0: Del, <laughs> Del, Del, Del. Yeah, Masai. Hi,
1: Masai. Del. Yeah. Del. Yeah.
0: Del. Yeah. Calm yourself. I'm sorry. A trade idea. For you. Oh dear, I know where this is going. <laughs> Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah. D-Lon Wright. Uh-huh. OG and Anubi. Yeah. Pascal Sikkim.
1: What?
0: <laughs> for Anthony Davis. Tim You'd
1: pra- give me Pascal.
0: <laughs> Tim Frazier and Kid Rich.
1: I don't need to hear anything else. (laughs) What do you think of that deal? No. What are you doing with Pascal in New Orleans? What's that? What's going to happen there? See, okay. So, so here's where I want to uh, draw a little line. Like how much
0: better is that trade than Stephen Adams, Jeremy Grant, Terrence Ferguson, Diallo for Anthony Davis, Solomon Hill.
1: It's not. You're in the same position. You're still going to be a bad team in the West. Yeah. And at least at least with Steven Adams, you got some personality. You know?
0: I think that th- and this is probably just my bias showing. I think the Thunder package is almost better.
1: Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, you and me were our, our OG stands for life, but yeah. I think we both have seen the light with Terrence Ferguson and realized, well, he might actually have more upside, and may fit this Thunder team way better than OG. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd view those assets, if you're just comparing them, head-to-head is pretty equal at this point. And then I personally would rather have Steven Adams, um, both for on-the-court play and off-the-court. Yeah. because Because if you get Pascal, you're going to have to give him a huge contract. Apparently, <laughs> Nate Jones is saying he's a 25% max player. It's... Is that what you want to do? It's
0: getting crazy. Uh, I would not. I would not. I would rather play Jeremy Grant, who's probably just a little bit worse than Pascal. Like, he just, like, Pascal does different things than Jeremy does. But, like, how much better is he? Like, he's better, but you don't think he's that much better than Jeremy Grant. He can handle, which is way more, has a lot of value. uh, But I just don't know how much better he is or more valuable he is than Jeremy Grant at this point. And so, if you can get. Steven Adams, Jeremy Grant, Terrence Ferguson, Diallo, and you put those guys around Drew Holiday, like you could be fine. Like you'd be really, you could be five hundred at least. You know, yeah. Like that's a fine team. Uh, but I just don't think like a lot of people are like, oh man, that Raptors offer is good. You got OG, and uh, the thing that drives me crazy. Is the Pascal Siakam, and maybe you'd include OG Ananobi. And maybe,
1: what are you talking about? I mean, if you had to, if you had to, I mean, you have to. It's so no, I crazy. Mean, if you had to, it's so <laughs> crazy.
0: It is crazy. Like, the people have lost their minds. Like, I think, and don't read this the wrong way, I think Pascal Siakam is a really good player, like a really, really, really nice role player that you would want to have on your team. But he is not a max player. He is not a guy that you build a team around. Like he's not those things. And like everybody just needs to stop. Yeah, everybody just needs to stop. That's right,
1: Hank. Yeah, <laughs> he's furious right now. <laughs> uh, he is not a fan of Pascal. Uh, yeah, and and when we talk about the thing we were just talking about, which is everyone's obsessing, Hank, will you relax? <laughs> when we <laughs> when we talk about the Pelicans needing like a guy a face of the franchise or someone who's going to get people excited like yeah if we're comparing pascal to stephen adams like stephen adams is a personality like he would become a cult hero if in any other organization the same way he's become a cult hero on the thunder without a doubt and he'd and be so a great I, pick and roll partner for drew holiday yeah and i think there's real value in that for a franchise like new orleans who is you know pretty much irrelevant at this point uh, after they trade Anthony Davis. So yeah, yeah I would I would not do Pascal Siakam. Get out of here. Yeah, give me give me a break. Okay. ring, uh, ring, 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 Hello, this is Dale Dams. It's so dark. People tell me it's sunny outside, but when I look out the window, all I see are demons and ghouls surrounding the <laughs> Smoothie King arena. We are truly in the end times. Arturo's Cardasovas. Oh hello Arturos Arturo
0: uh Paul Millsap, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Anthony, mm. Anthony Davis, Solomon Hill.
1: Wow, I hadn't heard that one yet. I, I was, I was mildly intrigued with Jamal Murray, but when you threw in the Michael Porter, that's pretty interesting. That is kind of interesting because that kind of gives you the best of both worlds. You get a a young guy who's really good in blue. Jamal Murray, yeah, and a little um, blue chip prospect. A big time blue chip. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, I I had not heard that one yet, and that is pretty intriguing.
0: I like and that you, one. And Paul Millsap, if you would want to keep him around, like he helps you compete. Like right, that, that team could still compete. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, uh, ring 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 ring.
1: Hello there. Oh, sorry, my, my radio is playing again. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: Is that Blink-182? Yeah,
1: those songs just make so much more sense to me now.
0: Uh, It's Rob Polanka. Hi, Rob. Uh, We have you right where we want you, to be honest. (laughs) Yep, that's pretty clear. Uh, You know, we'll offer uh, Lonza Ball... Brandon Ingram uh Josh Hart the
1: Fowanum for AD Okay now you I did not you did not say Kuzma We'd like to keep Kuz So you're going you're deciding to give me Hart instead of Kuzma still get Ingram and Ball We'd like to keep Kuz Okay <laughs> Uh man what what do you think like if if you because most of the trade deals I've heard from the Lakers side do not include Josh Hart, yeah, for whatever reason. And I don't know if I am smart enough to really have a strong opinion either way. I do know that last summer uh, there were legitimate people putting up uh, polls whether you'd rather have Josh Hart or Gary, Gary. Harris. Right, <laughs> I remember we talked about that on our Smart Guy <laughs> Smart yeah. Pod. So uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm still reeling from that. So I'm like, well, should they put which? Well, do you want Josh Hart? <laughs> Uh, Is he the best I, asset? Here's my. I would not do any trade with the Lakers. Really? You would, you would even. Well, it's hard to say even if there were. Like, would you. You'd probably rather have Steven Adams and Terrence Ferguson.
0: I, at least I know they're good. Yeah. Like, they just. All these guys just have potential of being. Kuzma's the best one. I'm just joking about not including Kuzma. I wouldn't. You I mean they have to. Like, Kuzma's the, shown the most out of all these guys. Right. Like what it like what we don't know. Like these guys could end up being really good. Like they still could. Uh I have less faith in that happening in New Orleans than I do anywhere else. You know? Like I just don't I mean, like, when was the last time New Orleans the New Orleans Pelicans developed a player that became really good? Like they just haven't ever done it.
1: Uh Jaleel Okafor.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess that would count maybe. Um I I just wouldn't I wouldn't do it. I, and you also don't want to be known as another franchise to help the Lakers get back to prominence. Like I just don't think you want that. I don't think you want that on your hands, Dell. I just don't think you do. And I think there will be a lot of good trades out there
1: for him. There have to be. if Because if, none of us saw the, uh, the Toronto trade coming. Right. There, ha- there has to be trades like that out there. Someone will step up. And it's way different because if you traded for him now, yeah. you're getting him for potentially two playoffs. Yeah, worth. two playoff so, runs, and, and you give a that's chance. That's pretty good. Yeah. If you're Denver or if you're whoever else,
0: I mean, you you should do that. Because you, like, you give yourself a chance to go to the Western Conference Finals today. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, I've got a few more. Uh, ring, 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 ring.
1: Oh, hello, this is Dale Damps. Life is like a box of chocolates that have been poisoned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dennis Lindsay of the uh, Utah Jazz. Hi, Dennis. Uh, uh, Okay, I have an interesting deal for you. Uh, Rudy Gobert, Dante Exum, Whoa. And, and Grayson Allen for Anthony <gasps> Davis and Solomon Hill. Oh, lordy, lordy, I've
1: not heard that one. Huh. Yeah. Why why yeah, I I I why yeah. I would do that. <laughs> why, why, why?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they have the same length of their contract, Rudy Gobert and Anthony Davis. Obviously you probably have a better chance of keeping uh, Rudy Gobert than you do Anthony Davis. But if you're Utah, right like that puts Utah in a different conversation.
1: Yeah. Because I feel like the conversation is always turns at playoff time. Like, I remember a Ringer article at the beginning of last playoffs, like, is Rudy Gobert a problem? And their whole point was like, yes, he's very, very good. But in the playoffs, is that really the player that you need to take that next step? And he, in some ways, got exposed against the Warriors. I mean, everyone gets exposed against the Warriors. But, yeah, yeah, if you had Anthony Davis in place of Rudy Gobert, all of a sudden, you might actually be able to hang.
0: Yeah. And if you're New Orleans, you stay relevant. You have a top five defense, probably. With him and Drew Holiday. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's an interesting one. Um, ring, 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 ring. They said, Dale Dams, why are you tampering with me? Who let you call me? <laughs> Quit tampering me. Uh, Neil Shea. Hi, Neil. Uh, beautiful Portland. It's, it's a beautiful
0: part of the country. You should come visit. I will. Once, once you get let go, come on up. Let me know. Uh, uh, CJ McCollum. Jusef Nurkic for Anthony Davis and Solomon Hill.
1: I mean, this is the ultimate tread water trade.
0: Oh, yeah. It's the ultimate stay relevant. You have Drew Holiday, CJ McCollum, Nurkic at the center. And you maybe you keep Nikola Mirotic at that point. And yeah. you try to re-sign him in the offseason. season like that's, that's a, like that's a fine team. That's a team that you could see making making the eighth seed.
1: Yeah, that's like a thirty-eight to forty-two win team.
0: Yeah, and you and you maybe make the playoffs, which I think is the worst position to be in. Like you, I would never ever want to root for a team that was doing this, but it seems like there's a chance that New Orleans wants to do this rather than just completely tanking.
1: Yeah. No. One interesting thing, because I have kind of been wondering if Portland would make a run at him. Yeah, um, because I think let me go look at Dame's contract. Do you know when Dame? Oh, so Dame is signed through one extra season beyond Anthony Davis. OK, because I, I, I thought they were expiring at the same time because there's been some talk that Dame, you know, might leave or go to L.A. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if that were the case, then like, why not just go all out with Anthony Davis and see what happens? Because I don't, I don't if 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 Dame really is considering leaving, I don't think the way the Blazers are currently constructed is going to convince them to stay because it's basically been the same as it's yeah. been. Yeah. So why not shake things up? So I totally would be in favor of the Trailblazers trying to do whatever they could to get Anthony Davis and just seeing how it goes for two seasons.
0: Yeah, I think they should. I think they should do. If if this was something that New Orleans would accept, I think you do it. You give yourself two playoff runs with Lillard and Davis. See if you can get to the Western Conference finals, see if you can make some noise. Try to get somebody in the offseason to pair with them. Yeah. And then try try again. Because just those two, like, that's a ridiculous pairing. Those guys are are both so good. And I think that you put you give yourself a chance to beat anybody at that point uh especially if kd ends up leaving gold right then like you put yourself in the conversation for like like that's a that's a dark horse title contender i mean they really are um okay last one ring 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 ring
1: uh well uh hey this is uh dale demps uh, uh my office feels like a cage i'm trapped in here go saints uh Devladé to you one
0: basketball. Oh, hello Devladé. Oh, the one basketball could be yours.
1: Okay. Is this a riddle?
0: <laughs> no. What? <laughs> what are we doing?
1: Okay. Okay. Do you know why I called? I don't remember. The basketball could be mine. Did you call me? No, I don't call anyone these days. Okay.
0: Uh oh 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 yeah, Anthony the Tony Davis. Uh we want uh the the Marvin the Marvin Bagley going to you, the Willie Collie to you, the Buddy uh the Justin Jackson uh the Harry Giles uh and uh the Ben <laughs> the, the Ben McLamore to you uh, How so, many guys is that? Um uh, I haven't figured it out, but you can go back uh uh for the tony Davis and uh the Tim Fraser and the Ken rich for me to you one one whole basketball trade,
1: so it sounds like you're trying to do uh the buddy for the brow Ah, oh, the buddy for the brow
0: the <laughs> the the buddy for the for the tony
1: uh no, they don't need to become the kings that's <laughs> kings have been better, but no thank you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a terrible trade. People talk about
1: like, "Oh, the Kings are kind of I I heard it 3 or 4 times yesterday.
0: We're like, yeah, the Kings could really get in it, give them everything but DeAaron Fox." Like, like who wants that? Like what are you what are you doing? New Orleans is yeah. going to bring back Buddy Healed, a bunch of guys that might be good. Like Marvin Bagley obviously has a ton of value. Uh and could be a really good player, but I that doesn't help you tread water. Like you'd be really bad. I mean, you would be really really bad
1: and that's the difference between like the kings wanting to get into this and the trailblazers wanting to get into this right the trailblazers are kind of at the end of the line for this current roster construction where i feel like the kings are just at the beginning right they they don't they shouldn't i mean i know they want to make the playoffs but that would screw up a lot of things yeah i like buddy
0: heels you have control over him for a while keep him Harry yeah. Giles could be something. I don't know. I don't like Justin Jackson at all. I don't even know why New Orleans would want him. Marvin Bagley. I think that he's gonna be awesome. Like I really do. Uh, I know that he's he's not Luca, uh, and I don't love the pick, but I think he's gonna be awesome. So like, just keep him. See what he is. Have him in your city for another eight years, and just don't don't try this because he, there's no way Anthony Davis stays, and you probably don't even make the playoffs. Like just don't yeah. just don't do this.
1: Uh, that's all I've got. Okay, those are those are good ones. I wanted There's to bring good ones I there. wanted to
0: bring in some some ones that were different cuz I kind of heard the same stuff over and over and over again yesterday. It's like, yeah, right. There's got to be something else out there. Uh, yeah. you know what it's
1: time for? Uh it uh is it time to s- sign off from down to dunk and enter yep. a a new void? It is. It's time to sign off. Thanks
0: for listening to Down to Dunk. Follow me on uh, Twitter at Andrew K Schlecht. You can follow our our podcast at Down to Dunk. Leave us a five star iTunes review, and uh, we'll talk to you guys again.
1: Friday. Debbie, welcome to. I'm still in the Dale Dems voice. Welcome to the Deborah Buckets Basketball Hour. I'm your host, Deborah Buckets, aka Al Baby Cakes, aka Glass Boy, aka Daddy Long Legs. <laughs> it's January 30th, 2019, and you are listening to the number one Houston Rockets hate podcast in the world. And a big thank you to all our fans for getting us to that number one spot. What a show we have for you today. We're recapping all All the biggest games of last night. We'll cover the Rockets versus the Pelicans. We'll also look back at the Houston versus New Orleans game as well. And if we have time, a little birdie told me that a team from Texas played a team from Louisiana last night. So we'll try to hit that game as well. But first, we've got to talk about the big matchup last night between the three and free throw show and the Anthony Davis rejects. And to help me break it down, I've got a special guest with me today. The first guest... On the Deborah Buckets basketball hour. You know him from his numerous podcasts, including Down to Dunk, OKC Dream Team, Thunder Up the Podcast, the Deontay Burton Minute, Shrewder Dudes, The Patrick Potterson, and of course Pod George. It's none other than Andrew K Schlecht. Andrew, how are you doing today? I'm good. I got one minute. Okay, well, let's get straight into the game. But first, since we're talking about the Rockets, Hank, will you play that drop? Miff, 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 Hank, no! the other drop (laughs) rockets insider all right andrew so last night final score new orleans not the saints 121 houston rockets 116 andrew it was a big night for the rockets who managed to keep james hardens james hardens three-point streak alive while also managing to lose to a team that won't exist in a year andrew (laughs) what were your main takeaways from that loss uh Kenneth Reed puts up the most empty stats in the league: nineteen points, (laughs) eleven
0: boards, and just a just a a free lane to the rim all night. Oh yes, I think the the Pelicans had like almost seventy points in the paint. Like then, that's not that's that's real. Like they have no rim defense. Uh, PJ Tucker is just helpless as well. I also just think that there's a chance that Chris Paul just might not be good anymore. He only, took, he only took nine shots in twenty six minutes. Like his stats are like ten points, nine assists. Like he, but he just doesn't look right, and he, it's it's it, kind of scary.
1: That, we we talked about him earlier. But a, a man named Kenrich Williams played yeah. thirty minutes in this game out of TCU. I looked it up. It was a terrible loss. That was that was a worse loss than any OKC loss. I'm not going to look back at the yeah. losses, but so, I'm just assuming
0: before i sign off oh yeah kenrich williams had 16 rebounds last night um ooh, ooh. before i before i sign off i just want to read to you s- as slowly as possible jill okafor's line ooh, from last ooh, night ooh, ooh. 11 of 15 from the field ooh. five of five from the free throw line hey 12 rebounds hey. two assists ooh. two blocks 27 yes. points peace out
1: yes All right. Thank you for for Andrew. Thank you to Andrew Schleck for joining us for the first guest on the Deborah Buckets Basketball Hour. Before we go, let's just look at the Rockets' next couple games. Uh oh. Uh oh. Things are getting a little scary for the Rockets. They're now 29 and 21. They've got almost the whole gang back together. Still waiting for Clint Capella. But listen to these next couple games at Denver. You know the Nuggets at Utah on the second night of a back-to-back, okay? So at Denver, at Utah, at Phoenix, those three road games in a row, hold on, hold on, at Sacramento Kings, four road games in a row, all on the West Coast, and then guess what happens next Saturday? They come home to play the team on a six-game winning streak, the Oklahoma City Thunder. So that'll be pretty exciting. These next five games, could get kind of dicey for the Rockets, in my opinion. If James Harden isn't doing James Harden things, and he was last night, you know, he he took 18 threes, he was six of 18, 33, percent eleven of 32 from the field overall. But if if these other guys aren't chipping in, if if Chris Paul doesn't get back to Chris Paul, whew, whew, I'm worried about this uh, this end of season run. And I've I've wondered if this is gonna happen. And hey, maybe this is just one game. You know, maybe it was just this random night with the Pelicans. Who were missing Miritich? They were missing Julius Randle. They were missing Anthony Davis. They were missing Etwan Moore. Maybe it was just one of those random nights. We've seen it from the Thunder. But maybe, just maybe, this is the start of something more. Something more the downfall. The downfall of Daryl Morey. The downfall of James Harden. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you for uh, listening to me on Rocket Insider. Hank, why don't you. Uh, Play that drop to uh, send us out. Do, 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 do. Rockets Insider. Do, 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 do. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to follow Andrew on Twitter at Andrew K Follow me at Al Baby Cakes, and we will see you next week. Do 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 do